Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm one half of your presenting Joe. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me always, Christopher William Yum Glasson. Hello. Hi, mate. How you doing? I'd, I'm all right. Do you know what? Right. I just went to start fiddling because there's loads of cables all around me. And then I thought, in this bag right here, uh, brought to us by one of our wonderful patrons, I've got a load of fidget spinners, haven't I? Yeah. So I'm just going to crack them open before I start, like, you know, breaking but the... Even when we recorded last week and you had maybe 25 fidget spinners at your disposal, yeah. you still found your hand wandering over to, like, the your microphone lap. and I the mean mic stand and my lap. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something else. <laughs> anyway, so this uh, episode, um, hello, everybody. This is um, one of your, your lucky buggers. This is going to be... Uh, one for everyone. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you know by now that we've made the move over to Patreon uh, to grow the community mm. over there. Um, so it's been a great... Um, we've had lots of su- support over there, which has been lovely. Yes. So thanks to everybody that's that's come and joined um, the MSC yes. uh, and uh, and our Patreon gang. If you, it's, uh, if you don't know what that means, you'll find out MSC soon enough. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, we did that yesterday and we've had uh, a fair few sign-ups yesterday, so that was really cool to see. So thanks so much. And and this is uh, one of the free ones out to ACAS. And, you know, thank you everyone still for your support. Um, we've yeah. had some really nice messages of support, even from people who, you know, sometimes it's, it's kind of tough times at the moment. Not everyone can afford to do that. We, we get that. It's all right. It's all good. We're not going to shut the water off out your tap or anything like that. But, you know, we've uh, we've made that move. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, everyone. Absolutely. Um, we've also been really lucky that um, we've got good sponsors and we've got a new sponsor as well. So should we start with the new sponsor? <laughs> Go on, let's start with the new shiny new sponsor, yes. Uh, our new sponsor is uh, Big Papa J oh, uh, presents the Say What podcast. Um, uh, I went on the Say What podcast um, <laughs> Thursday evening. Yep. Um, and went round there. And what's impressive is every time that idiot's come on our podcast yeah. or Pip's podcast, it's had it's been unreleasable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He headed up his own podcast, <laughs> and it's unreleasable. <laughs> Just an hour of drivel, absolute <laughs> drivel. Um, so yeah, I'd say I'd comfortably say I know he's a sponsor, but I'd say it's probably the worst podcast that's out there. I I well. I've listened to it and it's very funny. So sorry mm. to. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, Just did ask me to give it a listen, and there's one of the very few podcasts I went. Okay, it's Justin. I will see uh, how this chaotically unfolds. Mm. And it's with one of his homies, 
and uh, yeah. it was very it was very very funny. Um, it was chaotic, so I, I guess yeah. it's like a, he's going to have to do a uh, it's going to be a fine filtering process where he records ten, and you get one. He just sent me an edit yeah. of the one we done, uh, and there's 24 minutes, and we recorded for nearly three hours. <laughs> I think that says a lot. Uh, so, yeah, um, so welcome uh, on board uh, mm. Big Puppy Thanks, Jay's just, yeah. uh, Say What podcast. Uh, and big love to um, yeah, uh, to Big Tone, uh, his yes. co-host, uh, who's, who's currently uh, got COVID, so get well soon. Get well soon, Tony. Tony. Um, and our long-suffering, long-standing uh, sponsors. Let's talk about... Um, Summer Academy. Like, how good's that? Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, if you, I, I never thought that you could just sort of like start a career as a karate instructor or that karate was even doing that well. I was so wrong. When when Simon gave us a call, like, karate... Wasn't karate just a way of life for you? It was for a long time, mate. It was for a long time. Um, picture me like um, uh, at the front of a, a, a club called The Roadhouse and that was kind of my life for a, lot of to- a long time. Um, but you can actually become an you can become an instructor. It's a, it's actually a, a, a growing sport. Um, a lot of schools and that are doing that, and you can actually learn all of that through summer, uh, and also just for your own sort of like health and fitness, and uh, yeah, learning how to be able to kick ass as and when required. So yeah, yeah. it's very I think cool. it's a learning discipline and uh, and a martial art rather than uh, learning how to kick ass. Yeah, kick ass. Well, we'll kick ass we'll with see, life. We'll see how good it is because you've been running scared from him since you've been banging on writing checks. You, your ass can't cash mm-hmm. uh, about you being a black belt. Mm-hmm. And oh, I never said. Yeah. I don't think I ever said I I was a black belt. I don't think yeah, I ever said we'll I was see. a black belt, mate. They'll be tagged in all the social media posts. Um, the the Big Papa J podcast yes. as will. Um, Summer Academy. So, uh, big thanks to mm, Sire, who's yes. also been sending me uh, variants of <laughs> oh, extremes yeah. more than words uh, on the regular. And I believe he's reached out to other people because I'm getting an inbox full of people sending me uh, uh, different videos and breakdowns of more than words by extreme, <laughs> as chosen by me on top five songs I never want to hear again. Uh, so, thanks everybody for sending me uh, videos of that. Um, and last but by no means least, Love beer. Love beer. The OG. The OG sponsor, mm. Charles. Uh, I miss Charles a lot. I really hope we can get to the within. When did you, when did you ring him last then? Uh, yesterday. I spoke to him yesterday, actually. Did he, did he tell you that I spoke to him yesterday? No. Did you speak to him yesterday? No. I, you, when but you, I, I didn't say I really missed when him. When you call him again, you'll find out. But uh, right. yeah, yeah. I didn't call him yesterday. You really miss him, do you? No, no I hate him, really, actually. It's <laughs> 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 it's interesting that we got two sponsors who kind of don't rubbed each other up the wrong way when they recorded. Yes, <laughs> yes. That we need to do a sponsor episode. Yeah, oh, get absolutely. Them all back in one room. Absolutely, and then so I can just deck everyone when it all gets to. Perfect. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Love beer is incredible. Charles is a, a, just a, a, a magnanimous individual. He's a really cool guy. Um, the beery beery free has been uh, looks like an incredible endeavor this summer. Uh, they're they're basically kitted out. Uh, Land Rover with a bar in the back that looked like a hell of a lot of fun. Um, absolutely, I think that's doing the, the rounds of the festival. Absolutely, isn't it? mate. So Charles is probably living his living his best life right now. Um, but maybe take a trip down to Kent, mate. Come and we'll go and we'll go and check out Charles's uh, neck of the woods. Go and have a couple of beers with him in his back garden. Hey, do a yeah. A you've been threatening to do that for four years, so you might as well keep well, this lie going. I'm down here now. Um, oh, okay. oh, you are, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah. 
uh, yeah, we could go and see Smokey Woodboy yeah. uh, on his farm. That'd be lovely. Um, but in, in all seriousness, if you're interested in having a like a beer pump put in your house or you want to have like your garage converted into like a little bar or you've got a room in the house that you want converted, just go and check out Love Beer's social media. Yeah. Like the other two, he'll be tagged in all of our socials. And honestly, like what he can do, what he can transform is amazing. So, you know, summer's here. What's better than a nice cold beer on a sunny day? In your own house. In your yes. own house. You don't have to go and mix with other people. No. You can just have your nearest and dearest in your own bar. Lovely. Right, that's our sponsors. Shall we get on with Let's today's Let's crack episode? on, baby. Right, okay. So it gives us um, uh, a great uh, great joy to introduce today's uh, guests. Um, Ace New Podcasters. Uh, we'll ask them all about uh, Blue Murder Club shortly. Carol and Lauren, hello. Hello. Hello, thanks for having us on. Oh, you're no welcome. No problem, no problem. Before we do anything, Blue Murder Club, tell us all about it. Do you want to go? Go on, Lauren. <laughs> it's just a new true crime um, podcast, but we try and make a bit of a suggestible outcome, our suggestions, okay. which are never right. <laughs> and, and then we like, like, or we try and then link whoever in this case, to Kevin Bacon. So we do a six degrees of separation for Kevin Bacon. Amazing. So that's quite an interesting sort of like addition in there, Lauren, that just Kevin Bacon's just going to show. Is that why Kevin Bacon? Because apparently, yeah, it's a game that you play, six degrees of separation. It's a game. So apparently anyone in the film industry, there's always a six link to Kevin Bacon because he's been in so many films. okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's ever been the lead apart from Footloose. He's not a lead actor, is he? He just seems no. to be in loads of films, but he's, he's never the really the lead. Man. Oh, yeah. And Trevor. But he was invisible in that. And he was like co leading <laughs> Trevor's. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> no, you're right. Hollow, Hollow Man, he's a lead, isn't he, really? He's the lead, yeah. The thing that made me really smile then when you said, and, and yeah, we, we, we look at a case and then we kind of come up with our own outcome. Yeah. Your little face lit up then, Glass, and didn't it? Because it was like, ah, guesswork. <laughs> guesswork. So, so, so what's the, basically, you discuss a case, or like, what, how do you set the scene for it, and then how do you get, what, what are you guessing the outcome to? Who did it, basically? Who who done it, or something like that? Only if it's a who-done-it episode, mm-hmm. like yeah. Jack the Ripper, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, so we start off, I do the early work, don't I? So yeah. I see how... Jack the Ripper did the, the Jack the Ripper killings, so I've got that one tied up. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think you're wrong now. You're on fire. Sorry. Sorry, Lauren, go on, go on. Yeah, so I'll do early life and what builds up to the crimes and then Carol takes over and does the crimes. Oh, amazing, amazing. What I love about this is I I started recently getting into another person who who does uh, YouTube and he talks about the, the strange, dark and mysterious. You ever watched Mr. Ballen? No. And he's a really great storyteller, but what I think that sounds good about you guys is it I, I like the background. I like the warm up. Do you know what I mean? I like to really understand what's going yeah. on before something goes absolutely, you know, uh, tits up. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. And we, we do uh, fuck around a bit in it quite a lot as well, so it isn't a serious or dry podcast. We hope. Well gotcha. yeah. We don't take it too seriously, so because we don't really like podcasts, crime podcasts, where it's all just factual um, and someone's reading out loads of 
like facts mm. and well, yeah. dates and all that stats and blah blah. We find that a little bit tedious. We prefer it when people bring a bit of themselves to it. So that's yeah. what we do, isn't it? Yeah, piss ball about really. Yeah, we dick around quite a lot. It's good to dick not around. Not too much though. We're not disrespectful. About the yeah, about the victims and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I, that makes sense. But also, like, if you didn't inject some sort of fun into it, I mean, people could just read that from like Wikipedia. Do what I do for all my information. Just go to Google. So, like, if they be fair, Chris, I've been liking to you quite some time over last year over the last couple of weeks. Just plucking stuff from the air. That'll do. <laughs> No, but it's different with Lauren. It's not, hey, that will do it. Say, like, this is a fucking 100% right. And, and then it, she'll and... go off on one for a week. <laughs> and it's so wrong, Chris. <laughs> I, just, I just like that that will do it. My, my thing is, if it's in the right ballpark, that's good enough that's for me. You know? Amir Khan, Sadiq Khan, same thing. To be, to be honest, no Rathacom. one really does anyway, so it doesn't matter too much. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> It's only us and our family and friends who yeah. listen to it, so <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I really hope that... Uh, so how many episodes are you in now, girls? Is it like Have you released one or have you got a couple out now? We're five in. Five in? Oh, God, time yeah, flies. Tomorrow will be, tomorrow will be, five, will be five in tomorrow. Oh, so amazing. Yeah, so... Um, and happily, we just learned how to produce our own, so there'll be a ton of shit coming out now. There's nothing stopping us. You've got eager on the team, that's it, we're gone. Amazing, amazing. What uh, what episodes have you covered so far? Can you give us oh a little God. snippet? We've done The Serpent. Jack are any of these going to cross over, though? Oh, yeah, are they sorry. Gonna make no. it into your five? No. no. All right, cool. No, we picked fresh ones, didn't we? For our sins, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, The Serpent, Jack the Ripper, Bradley Murdoch, yeah, Bradley. Israel Keys. And a bonus episode with Vicks. Yeah, bonus episode. Lovely. Because um, my sister is a statement analyst. Analysis. I can say the word. Analyst. Analyst. And yeah, geez. Yeah, that's what she does. Yeah. Um, so we got her to analyse those. Have you heard of the Jack the Ripper letters? Uh, yes, I have actually. You yeah. Know, a few letters, famous letters. Yeah. So we got her to statement analyse them. Oh, and wow. So we just dropped that midweek last week, just as a bonus. Oh wow! So she ana- oh wow, she analyzes it. Yeah, that's cool. Really cool. That's really dope. Yeah. So what's really interesting little bonus? Yeah, like accompaniment to it's our favorite one. one. Yeah. yeah. So she's so in that. You, what we're trying to break down, like if, where he's lying, where he's telling the truth, yeah. or yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and maybe some clues as to his identity, his identity wow. as well. Apparently, with statement analysis, they can't, your brain won't allow you to lie in a way, isn't it? So, yeah, if you detach yourself from a place, you'll take all away the eyes, the weeds, mm. they like, you take the distance yourself. Yeah. So the heat goes missing, the eye goes missing, and then you then analyse why that's gone missing. Yeah, it's really, really clever. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they just literally take the words. So, usually, if you interview someone, you look at their body language, the tone of their voice, their facial mm-hmm. expression. They literally do it in a raw form of literally just the words just that you the speak words. and analyse that. And you can uh, divulge some decent information out of it. That's amazing. So it's, quite, it's quite an interesting little thing that she does. That sounds really cool. I'm going to check that out. Um, Stu, that that I could just saw a very confused look on Stu's face. Are you right, mate? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just need someone to draw that out with crayons. I'll be all right. I'll get it in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, ladies, what's your top five today? 
we can do top five crimes. Oh, lovely. Wonderful. Well, it's not lovely, Have is it? Have done that before? Uh, no, I don't believe we've had no. top five crimes. So that's a, um, yes. That oh, gosh. Good, yeah. yeah. This is good. Can we add slash mysteries because one of mine might be a mystery. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably I'll have a crack at uh, just solving it now, though, Lauren. If that's all right, go for it. No we'll worries, solve mate. it together. Bruce. Do you want? No, do, you want do you want my solution now before I've heard it? Go for it. What's your number five? Yeah, go on. So my first one is the mystery. Let's go through that one. Okay, okay. And it's called the Winchester Mystery House. Have you heard of it? No. Is that the one? Did they make a TV show about it? They may have. I, I don't really know. I know I've listened to it on a few What's the one with the podcast. really spooky house that, that they've done a thing with Timothy Spallwin? Oh, right. love to tell you. It's an American house, I doubt if Timothy Oh, no, this was one up north. A really no, horrible. so this is in California, San Jose. Oh, right. okay. So it's um, about a woman called Sarah Winchester. Now, have you heard of the name Winchester? Yeah, but I mean... I don't know Winchester if it's... the guns. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what I heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shaun and the Dead, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's it. So after the death of her husband and her child, she was convinced by a psychic that her house was cursed. Gotcha. By all the deaths of the guns. Oh. If anyone that killed someone with a Winchester gun was haunting her and cursing her house. Oh, God. That's a few people. So, yeah. So, um... She was told by this same psychic that if she made, modified the building and kept on building, as long as she lived in it, that the curse would never come back. <laughs> right. So she spent, was the medium a builder by any chance? <laughs> or a <bit> developer. <laughs> I know she someone who can help you. Yeah. <laughs> she spent her entire life, so I think it was from 18... 86 to 1922 uh, building on this house so it was an eight bedroom farmhouse when she purchased it in 1886 not even that small to start with then basically no. so let me tell you what she turned it into by the time of her death and she continued the minute she died that's when all the hammers and tools were put down and works ceased wow so it it had 10,000 windows, <laughs> 2,000 doors, 160 rooms. No way. 52 skylights, 47 stairways, some that led to nowhere, <laughs> and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, and six kitchens. Wowzers. That's 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 one of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life, Lauren. I'll be honest and with you. And you can do a tour online. Yeah. A paid tour. Yeah. But I'm desperate to do it. That so you just walk around it and you can see it is absolutely just pure craziness. Mm. It is. It blows my mind. Why didn't she just move? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because the psychic must have told her not to. Her husband yeah. needed a bit of money, didn't I he? Think the building, the curse would have followed her. Yeah, uh, yeah. The only way to break the curse was with the building work. Yeah, that's that's such a so fucking weird thing. Such a weird thing to say to someone, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, no, you will need to just keep building. Oh, cool. Because ghosts hate when your ghosts hate construction. It's you know. <laughs> well, yeah. no fact. Well, well no fact. Just really 
huge psychics, wasn't they, back in the day? And yeah. um, I think everyone was going to see him over like any ailment they had. Yeah. And she was just convinced after losing her husband and daughter so quickly, after one after the other, she was convinced she was cursed, and yeah. she, she just wanted to seek some relief. From Absolutely, it, really. I, I think that's a really interesting part of that, Lauren, as well. Is like looking at the, you know. Uh, why would anyone do that? Well, actually, there's kind of good reason. She went through an absolutely savage thing. And a mm-hmm. lot of people can't afford to build 160. I mean, we can. We both. <laughs> but like a lot. Now we've moved yeah, over to Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. Now we're on Patreon. Uh, come, and, come and have a listen on Patreon, folks. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's mad. Like, yeah, yeah, most people couldn't feed that sort of mate, like that sort of uh, sadness that she had but it became obviously a, 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 a obsession so is there a, is the mystery why on earth they told her to do that or is there anything else in there is it just the mystery of like how fucking mental is this yeah yeah and just, how stupid was she yeah look what she's done <laughs> look what she's done oh god I mean I wish people still fell for that sort of stuff because you I mean we could dupe so many people over at a Patreon with that kind of Mm. You know, if there was still a curse, mm. you know, if people still... Be- I mean, I, I'm presuming in the world some people still probably do believe in curses. Mm. It's madness, isn't it? put a craig in front of their faces and I'm sure you'll get more. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I used to convince um, ex-girlfriends that they had ghosts in their clothes. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> I've never done that, Your Honour. <laughs> okay, that's incredible. I mean, that's honestly, Lauren. I'm going to be thinking about that all the time. That house. So, can pay you online and have a yeah, look? Yeah, so, so you can pay online, and then what is it? Can you just like you know, like you, you when you go online on Right Move, you can go around the house. Is that what you can do? You just just sort of like move yeah. your curse around it. I'm hoping, yeah, because I want to give it a go. I was yeah. thinking about doing it during lockdown and never got round yeah. to it. But yeah. Yeah. Would, would you move into, in this day and age, would you move into a house if uh, the estate agent showing you around said it was cursed? No. Oh, I'd love to live in a cursed house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to live in a cursed house. But do you like, like, the thing is, Carol, I'm kind of up for it. Whenever we've gone to places and people say it's cursed, like I've gone snowboarding yeah. there, like this old chalet's cursed. I'm the first oh, one I'm nice. the first one down in the cellar on my own looking for the curse. Yeah. But... And nothing happened. Nah, nah, but... Wasn't it a ghost that tripped you off the mountain and it, broke your shoulder? Yeah, it, it was, it was, Lauren. It was the, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I blamed it on. The radical ghost of uh, Austria. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you'd have to come on our podcast if you've had close encounters. Uh, no, I honestly haven't. I mean, it really that really was just my incompetence on a mountain. <laughs> oh, um, no. Have I had any close encounters? Uh, all mine are related to probably like um, uh, being around the age of about 19, 20. My judgment at 19, 20 was nothing to be relied on. So, uh, mm. yeah. Um, I used to also date someone who was like uh, very much occulty and witchy. And so, why have I never heard this? I've got a lot of stories, mate. But uh, one of my the first girl I ever fell in love with was pretty much was bang into it, and I, I'd I'd be going round uh, with the little metal rods finding ley lines in the woods, and uh, we went to a few haunted places, and one of them was quite spooky. And me and Molly actually weirdly, when we went down to Cornwall uh, about two years ago, we one one of the graveyards was just like basically by the edge of the sea. 
and we, we went through that in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I, I'm normally I've been through many a graveyard at night. I'm not going to explain that any further. Um, but that one particularly, I was like, we got about a hundred meters into it, and I was like. You know what, Molly? I'm just getting some really bad vibes out of this place, <laughs> and just just had to leave. But yeah, you, you were so reluctant when we was going to do a live podcast on a, on a live Ouija board podcast uh, in that churchyard in West Hillbury. You weren't having a no, drop of it. I, d- I do think we're asking for trouble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking to Gal Porter tomorrow. I'm going to tell her what you are. Yeah, she oh, she'll. She'll can't have a go at me. I will do it. I will do it if everyone does it. But like you know, it's going to take some some Dutch courage because I just think one of their episodes. Then oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do it, Lauren. Like Esther. Um, you'd have to film it like Blair Witch style as well, wouldn't you? Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Torch under your chin. (laughs) Just imagine Chris with like a beanie and loads of snot coming out, dripping out my nose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Standard weekend. What spirits? What happy spirits? Uh, wanting to contact us because if I was like if depending on what happens to me if there is an afterlife there's a good chance I won't be going to heaven so I'm just going to be hanging around here winding everyone up like that's not a spirit you want to talk to like the good people will just go to heaven and they'll be like oh I've done that part of my life now and I'm up like having like uh, pina coladas with you know whoever else is up there yeah so spirit Mate. I always think spirits often they're probably got like they're probably not very happy. So you do a Ouija board, you're asking for fucking trouble. But you know, I guess it'll it'll make some content. You, so I'll just curse myself for the rest of my life. And do but it. can you not kind of try and sort of source like forgiveness via that? Could you not like try and um, what's the word like um, exercise uh, that you know that part of your life where I don't know you, you walk around Duke's nightclub where you're fully <laughs> wrecking through your flyers. Like could could we try and exercise that from you know? From, so by the I time don't you think get to I the killed anyone, gates, <laughs> no, no. but you, you definitely had intent. <laughs> yeah. He got a curse on his dinkle. That's why he's going like the Evil Dead. It got my foreskin got possessed, and I had to cut it off. <laughs> Oh, dear. Should, should we go on to number four? Should we move past yeah, the uh, possessed foreskin? <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> what we got? Um, yeah, so my favorite crime, we're doing like a couple weeks. Sure, so. yeah, yeah. But my favorite crime, like recently, that I can think of off the top of my head, was the Hatton Garden Diamond Heist. Oh, it's great, that one, isn't it? Oh, cool, isn't it? Obviously, like, there wasn't any actual victims, and so it wasn't a nasty crime. The only people that suffered really were um, obviously rich people. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they, did they get did they get it all back? Or well, I'm going to come to that. Oh, actually. okay, sorry. sorry. Enough, so you're trying to solve it already, aren't you, Chris? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So it was, it was over Easter weekend, April 2015. Okay. That, that surprised me. I didn't think it was that long ago, but it was in 2015. Um, so obviously all the businesses shut, don't they, for four days. And um, there was this gang, I think it was about six elderly um, criminals. Like they were all career criminals. They've all just been in and out of prison, done so much shit in their lives. They just thought they'd have one last sort of like, one last hurrah, try and get into their um, vault, steal all the diamonds and the money and the gold. So... Um, they spent most of that four-day period drilling through this really thick concrete wall. So I think that what they did, they went down into the basement, <clears throat> they disabled the alarm, went down in the basement, and um, and then spent the next few days just drilling through and drilling through. And we watched a program about it, and it's tiny. The amount of space was probably about... There was two holes probably like that, and they had oh. to get the slimmest member of the gang to squeeze through to get into the vault. But eventually he did get in. I think on day four he managed to get in. A shoe going through. They nick through. But they they um they nicked like like I've got the man here, fourteen million quids worth of like jewellery, mainly diamonds. That's what they took. That's insane. Yeah, fucking unbelievable. How, how exciting would it be? I once nicked a Sony mini disc player that was going to, okay. I, I was working at, I, I, no, 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 no. So the only reason why I nicked it, I I, I did use to, uh, all right, confessions. Let's just say Craig used to steal a lot of like comics and Warhammer, but that, I was like young then, I was like 14, but I remember <laughs> during my uni uni years, I um I I was working at a warehouse in Argos and uh, it was like over to, uh, like night shift and they had this, this crate of stuff that they would just crush they just go, oh, the box is damaged. This is all getting crushed. Like, honestly, they just destroyed it all. And I could see in one of these crates, like, the top of the range, the best mini disc player that was going. And I planned the whole thing of getting it out of that crate. And it took me, like, two nights because they, they left that thing there for a week, like, building up. And it took me, like, two nights planning and getting all the other crates around it to block the cameras off so I could nick it. And I tell you, when I walked out of Argos that morning with that in my pocket, I felt like, you know, it did, it felt, it was such a buzz. I was like, yes, I've done it. Let alone 14. Have you not, have you not tried to sell the rights for like, you know, the great Argos heist of fucking 2007? <laughs> fucking hell. You nicked a fucking mini disc player. I think 14 million quids worth of gems. It was a victimless crime, but, you know, <laughs> just like Hatton Gardens. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, sim- wow. it's similar. I think you probably would experience the same sort of feelings <laughs> of like planning it, executing it. Yeah. You've got away with it. These fellas didn't get away with it, so you're obviously better than they are. 
I knew it. You've just confessed Thank on a you, fucking Kat. podcast, you Mel. Well, it was getting crushed anyway. Let's see if anyone. Oh, Gus, if you're listening, don't tweet in. I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. Um, so, how did it all fall apart then? Uh, they got caught trying to dispose of them. So, they were like trying to sell them on and things like that. They all just got caught one after the other, after the other. But only, so out of the 14 million quid that was taken, only 4.3 was recovered. Oh, right. So, um, yeah, it was six. I've got it here. Six, six, there were six members of the gang. Um, so, yeah, for, uh, so this is where my inside information comes in. Mm. Right, a few years ago, I used to work in the opticians, and I sold some glasses to this fella who owned a business in Hatton Garden. Mm. And obviously, me being obsessed with this case, I was like rabbiting on his mm. ear trying to find out all about it, what happened on that day and how they, you know, just anything. Anyway, he said... When the police were called on that, when that, when that everyone opened business on that Tuesday, there you can imagine it was a fucking state. That whole vault, there was stuff everywhere, and he swears to find the old bill just pocketing all diamonds. Really? Yes. So actually, the four point three million is probably how much was stolen. The other nearly enough ten million went. No way. Because it all just been dropped on the floor. Because there was wow. such a rush to get away. He said. That's what everyone's saying in Hatton Garden. So that is the word of the street. The, the coppers my, did that's it. That's my little bit of uh, insider information. Wow. Just a, a little handful of diamonds in your pocket. That's a lot of money, isn't it? Would yeah, you, you're laughing. It, it's nearly £10 million worth of money. Yeah. And that's that's back then. It's obviously... Yeah, with inflation. Um, yeah, with inflation, it's a lot more now. It's um, like you're in that situation. You're a copper. You go in there. Yeah, what are you going to do? Is if you're not going to take it'd it, be very, yeah. it'd be very difficult not to, wouldn't it? You know. It'd, yeah, it'd be so easy just to, <clears> to slip something like that in your pocket, wouldn't it? It'd be mm. so easy. And if everyone else is doing it, then you're not going to. Yeah. And I worked in Shoreditch when I was like a teenager. Up my friend's boyfriend was a policeman of the area, and they used to nick like drugs off of people when you use it to go out that Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a perfect job in it. Yeah. 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 I really hope there's just like, you know, some some bobbies on the beat in Hatton Garden that when you chat to them and like they just <laughs> crack you a little smile, they've got a full diamond grill. <laughs> <Just Really? like. laughs> well that's the thing, they'd have to be careful, they wouldn't be able to obviously spend it, but they'll yeah. probably have it all cut away for every time. Oh yeah. my god! I just think like if you're gonna if you've got to get rid of hot stuff, I don't know when mm. it's like that much. Do you, do you leave the country? Do you take hundred percent? Yeah, but how, I, don't, I don't know how you leave the country with it. But like, do you? I mean, I think everyone goes to Antwerp. That's where they, where you can do diamonds because we found out about when we did mm-hmm. um, the serpent because the serpent. Yeah. Um, obviously, our episode one. He was a gem dealer. Right. He was also a thief and a murderer, but he was a gem dealer as well. And there was a lot of anger in that. Yeah, that uh, was his primary job. Yeah, Jim Dealer. Yeah, murdering on the was more of a hobby. It's more of a hobby. It's a more hobby. Yeah, it's more a hobby really for me. It's a side hustle. Yeah, a bit like this. So, so yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? Um, so they tried selling them in the UK as well, Carol. Then basically, yeah, they were just moving them on. So just through the usual, um, I should imagine criminal network. I would not have done that. But anyway, who am I to say? They should have phoned me, Carol. After that, because and the problem is, because I did the mini disc thing so well, and I didn't. Fa- yeah, I didn't no one, it, no one knew about it. Everyone was like, "That's a nice mini disc." I was like, "Yeah, I know." Obviously, not telling anyone. I do all my jobs on my own. But if if my reputation was out there, they could have. I could have given them some advice on that. 
Yeah. Oh, you'll be my go-to. Mate, <laughs> you would literally get arrested about 15 minutes later at cash converters in Hatton Garden, literally <laughs> trying to <laughs> fucking part X 10 million pounds worth of gems and an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, true. Very true. I love that. I love that, that whole heist thing, Carol, I'm kind of all about, I'm really like, I just think it's fun. Like, I, it's, so, it's so good. I just loved it. I was so, it was just so, what's the word, bodacious and mm. so dramatic and so no fucks given. Mm. I just thought it was fantastic. But then I, while I was looking up, uh, last night I was researching this and um, couple, uh, to be honest, the men that did the crime, Sorry about the plane. <laughs> it's a bit noisy. It's landing. Uh, one of them, the ringleader, Brian Reader, he's from Dartford, which is obviously quite close to where we live. He was involved in the biggest bullying robbery that's ever, ever happened. That was in 1983. Wow. Was that the Brink Matt one? What? What one was that? Like Heathrow Airport, I think. Right. It was a Heathrow Airport in some, I don't know, some holding area. Um, and he was called, a policeman called him. And he was at the address, he, he, they, they had the gold bullion at the address of Kenneth Noy. Now, Kenneth Noy was the um, criminal who was in that, involved in a road rage um, crime a few years ago. Stephen Cameron, a young lad he'd murdered. Right. I think it's involved M25, as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. the M25 road yeah. But yeah, so between them, this Brian Reader, the ringleader, and Kenneth Noy, in 1983, they killed, the policeman came to their house looking for the bullion, they stabbed this policeman in the back and killed him. They got away with it. Well, they got, one of them got eight years, one of them got 14 years, they said it was self-defence. So they got away with killing the policeman and they got, um, well, basically got away, I say eight years isn't much for killing a policeman. And then the other one got 14 years for the gold bullion robbery. So that again tells me, I'm not being, um, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble saying this, it screams of corruption yeah. because there's gold bullion a cop that's been stabbed in the back, you can't say it's self-defence, and yet they did get away with self with the self-defence claim. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're in a room full of gold bullion, what does that tell you? Yeah. It makes me add it up and think corruption. Yeah. Corruption. Yeah. And then there was another member of the gang called Terry Perkins. I love that name. <laughs> oh, that's such a... That, you've only got one job in life if you call Terry Perkins, isn't <laughs> it? Terry Perkins, you've got to be a bank robber, surely. Yeah. So, yeah, he also was from Dartford. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, can you shut the other one, please, as well? Sorry, we're just shutting the doors because of the noise. Um, yeah, so Terry Perkins from Dartford, he was involved in the gang as well. And in 1983, same year, obviously a good year for robberies, mm. he robbed £6 million cash from Security Express over an Easter weekend in Shoreditch. Right, that was the largest cash robbery that's ever happened. Six million quid wow. in in cash. That's in, um, that's what he done. Oh, he yeah. got twenty two years in prison for that. Gee. They twenty two years in prison for nicking cash. Eight years in prison for stabbing a policeman. Mental. It's really so sad. It's really sad. In a room yeah. full of gold bullion. Yeah, exactly. There was a couple. There was like I said, there was five members of the gang. There was um the man who broke the um like there was the man who the alarm guy. He he disabled the alarm. Um, there was the getaway driver, and then there was. Other fellas as well, but I'll just pick them two out because I thought they're quite interesting. Fascinating. No, I love it. Love a bank robbery. Yeah, they were just in prison. They were really old boys now. Some of them like come out to die and that sort of stuff. So, but yeah, I think they were known as
So it sounds really sweet, but when you look into them, they weren't always old boys. They were young men. They were fucking dangerous. Yeah. I mean, Brian Reader went on the run for years. He was yeah. on. He was a bit like Buster, I think, just going in and everywhere in Spain, you name it, just trying to run, go out and get on the run. What a life. Yeah. Number three? So I've called out to um, Chrissy Zinner Craig here with this one, I think. I'm going with Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Have you heard of him? No. What's he done? No. The, what? The co-ed killer? Co-ed killer. C- killing co- college education. Yep. So he was... Sounds perfect, Stu. <laughs> I'm going to regret saying that, aren't I? When... Yeah, you are. But and, and rubbing, your, rubbing your hands together yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I knew it was here. So he was a serial killer in the 70s and he murdered six college students. He also murdered his grandparents, his mother and her best friend. So we were doing this between 1972 and 1973. Now. It's been known that he had a really strange relationship to his mum. Right, so I'm going to get on to the... my God. So he mutilated his victims' bodies and used the decapitated heads of the said victims for oral sex. Work that one out. That's, um... You can keep one in your bag. Yeah. Blow and go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry to all the victims. I should stop making jokes about this. That's fucking crazy, Lauren. That's so mad. Yeah. Madness. Where was Pure it? Where America. was this, Lauren? Whereabouts was this? Was it this? America. I was going to say it feels like an American killing. This one. Why take their head off before you do that? Is it just because a bit he used easier their to necks. kind of move he about? Use their mouths. He used their necks. Oh gosh. He used their throats, not their mouths. Oh. You had to ask, didn't you? Yeah. You know, yeah. So he buried them said heads outside his mother's bedroom. Mm. Because she, quote, always liked people looking up to her. Oh, my God. So she's laying in bed, still alive at this point, and he's buried these victims' heads, pointing up at her, looking at her. That's just some the mad that stuff. That ass yeah. is cursed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to go and do a Ouija board there? Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. It's <laughs> California, so yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it all, because they're all in California. Oh, what is it about California? Yeah. It's hot, isn't it? So, it makes people go a bit mental. He was a very, very intelligent man and very mild-mannered. And he was friends with the police force while they were looking for the oh. co-ed killer. And he was, like, helping them and talking to them. He was and... helping them? Why, yeah. why was he getting that far involved? Like, how did how did he get on the scene with the cops? Because I'd get super suspicious if someone just started going... Like calling up the police, going, "Do you need a hand with this?" Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. Apparently, he was just really, really friendly, really mild man, and very gentle. Apparently, guy, and they just fully trusted him. Didn't expect it to be him when it all came out. Yeah, she hit the fan. But have you seen Mind Hunter? Yes, it's incredible. He, I've, I've seen. In, I've only seen the first season. Is he in the second season? Or he's in. Yeah, and you'll see how easy it was for him to dupe the police because of her so polite so very I, I can't you wouldn't expect him he's yeah you just wouldn't expect him like a gentle giant he was huge a really big guy but you just wouldn't expect that of that guy what what drove him to it Lauren? well it, it's hard to say there's speculation mm. 
definitely some some sort of abuse from the mother. I'm suggesting. Mm. I, I can't say, but yeah. I'm suggesting his relationship with his mother. Something obviously Harry's put these bodies yeah. after doing what he's done, and he'd also done that same thing with his mother after he killed her. So he put him, he put her in the flower head row as well, basically. No, he put his dinkle up her nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. His own mum. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So something terribly went wrong in that relationship, I believe, to do all that. It was all circled. Wherever you look at his crimes, it's all circling around him and his mum's relationship. Wow. He also killed his grandparents, so they could have been in on it. It could have been an incestual thing that just went down the generations. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he killed 10 people but was only charged with eight. Wow, is he still alive? Uh, I believe so. Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, he's in prison. And again, like they go to him to help look for other serial killers, what make him tick, um, profile him. Yeah, when profile him. Yeah, and, and then he's really, again, really quite charismatic, quite just very polite and mild and just yeah, and you see him when he loses it, you think that's him. That that that's the guy who's done all this. But it takes a lot for him to do that. I think he's schizophrenic as well. Say that again, Carol, sorry. I think he's schizophrenic. Oh schizophrenic, yeah, okay. He's been he's not in a normal prison. He's in um um, one of those I love it. Uh, the Americans just do it properly, didn't they? He's in um Atascadero State Hospital. Jeez, the criminally insane. For the criminally insane, yeah. I mean, that's as mad as you get, right? Yeah, hundred I've never heard. I've never heard of that case, Lauren. Thank you. Um, no, you're welcome. It's fun, dreams, uh, sweet dreams. Stuff of nightmares. Absolute stuff of nightmares. Vile. Yeah. You got anything you want to add to that, Stu? You have What thoughts you have in here, mate? It's a tough wank. It is a tough wank. That. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is you thinking that's what he was thinking? <laughs> oh. Think of your mum. Think of your mum. You're going to come too quick. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, sorry. I, I, I detach that from the victims. You're not that's sorry, absolutely, are you? No, I mean, I'm detaching that from that. That's a fucking disgusting thing to, to, to happen. And I just don't know how it's scary because it can... 
you know, it can happen again. You know, like people. They don't do like they used to, do they? They don't. They really don't. No. What? Tough job nowadays. There's too much forensic and Sorry. CCTV for anyone to get away with anything anymore. Yeah. No, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I love saying that, and then like in 20 years' time, when they find like like Gacy, they're Your like, Glasson's got yeah. like <clears throat> they pulled out 80 bodies under his patio. I'll be like, I literally said it. I said it. No, that's, cr- that's he was crazy. really mild mannered, though, Chris, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd have never thought. <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh. Okay, uh, well we're on number two now. You know, doing the number twos. What's at the number two spot, Carol? Well, I've got, I've got a choice. You tell me which okay. one you want me to talk lovely, about because I've got favourites. So, I've, uh, immediately popped in my head was Fred and Rose West because they're classic. Of course. Yeah, of course. Classic. Yeah. If you want to go down that right yeah. route. Oh, I've got Stephen Paul, who was the man who the grinder killer. Oh, Paul, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like that one, yeah. or Michael Jackson? So I just like talking about Michael Jackson. I want Steve. I, I want Stephen Paul. I hope he's not still alive and he's going to get the wrong signals there. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because Lauren and I talk about Stephen Paul case all the time. All we the are time. going to cover it imminently. Right, okay. Plus, it's down the road. It only happened a couple of years ago, so Barking, it feels really mm. Dagenham. Was it really? It was mm. in Dagenham. Of yeah, it was. it was literally in Dagenham, and um, my hairdresser. He's on Grindr, and, he, and I said to him, he was like, he went, he went, thank God I'm not a twink, because I probably would have been one of his victims. Oh, <laughs> like, That's how close that's it is mad. to where we live. Yeah. It, was, it was literally one link away um, to him. So, yeah, let's discuss Stephen Port, shall we, yeah. who is subject to that show, Four Lives. Oh, Did you watch I, that? I, I haven't seen that, no. I haven't right. seen that, no. Oh, it come out at the beginning of the year. Brilliant. Really Brilliant. Four Lives. Yeah. Played by Stephen Merchant. Stephen Port. Um, Stephen Paul was a funny looking bloke. He was like six foot nine, something like that. Mm. Really, really tall. And um, he was also, he looked a bit like an albino, didn't he? Yeah. And he used to wear a wig. So he was a very scary looking fella, but he still managed to get people to hook up with him on Grindr. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, that's mad. How, what, what, how many people, was he, was he a, uh... Did he kill? Did he kill people? Was that he his... killed four young men? Yeah, he killed four young men. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so this was when was this? Like I say, yeah, it was only uh, yeah twenty sixteen. That's when he was um, sentenced. Anyway, I think he did the crimes the year before, twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen. Again, that surprised me. I can't believe it was that long ago. It doesn't feel that long ago. That's a lot of a lot of murders in a couple of years, Chris. isn't it? As well. Until yeah, you hear awful. the shortfallings of the police and stuff and yeah. the, 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 the themes that constantly kept repeating themselves in that case, it's mental. Well, they just keep overlooking obvious evidence, basically. Yeah, they were just, the police were just really quick. So he, basically, his MO was he would just like, he took up with a fella and give them a GHB, I think. That's some kind of like a... It's a drug. Like, it's like ecstasy, ecstasy. liquid ex- ecstasy, isn't it? I oh, think. right, yeah. yeah. I think so that's I've heard. Or a hypno, that sort of date rapey kind of mm. like just stuff where you makes you probably more in the mood, that kind mm. of stuff. And um, they didn't, some probably some of them took it willingly, but the victims in this instance they didn't take the drug, so he would have probably slipped it. Um, but there were lots and lots of victims, four of them died, a lot, a lot of them were probably raped but didn't die. So the, the cause of death was always overdose, so oh he gave them too much. God. And then um, he'd like to pop up. The first one he popped outside his flat, just popped him up outside the flat and called an ambulance and said, Oh, 
just come home. There's a there's a young fellow. He don't look very well. And so him. so they everyone would have known. Well, the cops would have known he was the one who called it in, basically. Or they yeah, they knew he was in, and then eventually they found out that he had been in his flat that night. That he'd had a date, and that he had put him outside. And yet they they put him in prison for like a couple of months, but in the course of justice or mm. something let him out and then he killed three more men after that so it was really it was really really horrific and the second the last three he lived near the graveyard didn't they yeah and he just put the bodies in this graveyard every time he killed someone like one of the boys slipped away he popped them in just popped them up against sitting against the wall <clears throat> yeah same dog wall for a fan oh, i was just gonna say yeah so um yeah so lauren just mentioned as well i was gonna say um Sod being an early morning dog walker. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. It's funny when you said that, and I actually almost was like, oh, God, maybe I should think about the victims. But can you imagine, like, if you know one body's been found there, yeah, no. and then the second yeah. one shows up... You, it doesn't you, take a trained fucking detective to realise there's a serial killer on the loose. No. Or a spree killer. The same dog walking woman, like, found two bodies. No yeah. way. Yeah, she did. She did, and even she was. Um, I watched an interview with her, and she went, "Well, when I saw the second one, I knew there was some, some something was amiss." Because of course you do, but the police didn't. They kept passing off as some kind of a gay, yeah, um, like it was like a kind of meeting point, and there was some kind of gone yeah. wrong. Mm. They were, and even though the um, the families of the victims kept saying, "My boy wasn't into drugs. Mm. He wasn't a drug. He never would have taken drugs." Mm. Why don't you find out who he was meeting? He doesn't live in Dagenham. What's can you find out what he's doing here? They just didn't want to know. The um, was it the Dagenham or the Met Police? Mm. I'm not sure which ones it was now. I think it was the Met. They just realised it because they were gay, wasn't they? Yeah, um, they, they couldn't just, be bothered to yeah. investigate properly. No. Did they um? Did they know Chris, that just... he met dates on Grinder? Like, so did, could they ask these vi- the victims' families? Can we have access to his phone to try and figure out? They didn't even get that far, Chris. They didn't even they didn't even want to investigate. They literally put on the death certificate death by misadventure or something like that. Yeah. Even one of the boys had been um wrapped up, not exactly wrapped up, but he, he was seated on a blanket, like a, a little like a sheet, a bed sheet. So the bed sheet had been put on the floor and then the corpse had been put on top of it, propped up against the wall of the church. They didn't even forensically examine the sheet that because they're like, Oh, these boys have just gone to the, the park, like the uh, the graveyard, taking drugs, OD, that's it. And you you just think, right, let's just look at this crime scene. You don't go to a park to take drugs and take a fucking bed sheet with you. Nobody does that. You just no. sit on the grass or put your jacket on the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's, no one's, no one's bringing their Laura Ashley bed sheets out for, for a session, are they? graveyard to have a bit of, like, uh, drugs and maybe some casual grinder sex. It, it was really... Fucking piss poor, really piss poor, and it took the last victim, the last boy, his family. He had a couple of sisters, and they they really really looked into it, and I think they changed like the um the senior investigating officer, and he started to look into it better, didn't he? Yeah. And it didn't take much. It was all on CCTV. Their brother met up with Stephen Paul. Like I say, Stephen Paul is a very distinctive looking yeah. man. He's like nearly seven feet tall, albino looking bloke with fucking dodgy wig. It's obvious who he is when you're yeah. looking on the TV. Yeah. He meets him and they walk back to his flat. And then the next morning, the kid's dead. And you're like, well, why the fuck aren't you going to yeah. his spot? You killed him. He's clearly don't just rape kids already. Eventually, they did. But it's absolutely, um, oh, it's a brilliant well, place. You've never watched it in your lives. It's a brilliant okay. place. And it's so 
um, a documentary I think they made the year before um, where they actually interviewed all of the actual people that mm. appeared in the show. And am I right in saying the last week he appeared to be straight and he was bi-curious and that's what mm-hmm. made him sit up yeah. and notice as well, wasn't it? Well, it was, a, to be honest, his sisters were the ones, mm. It were, yeah, it was, um, he was, yeah, he wasn't openly <coughs> gay, but he was going, he was obviously going yeah. on a date with his Stephen Portfella. Mm. And yeah, luckily his sisters just, they literally trawled through the CCTV and they, yeah. So they knew sisters. Yeah, his sisters, they knew something was up. They were like, well, he don't, hey, your brother don't take drugs. B, what the fuck is he doing dead in a churchyard in Dagenham? We need some answers. We need some closure. Um, the inquest was an open and verdict. They couldn't find out. They didn't close close it. Um, that basic detection didn't happen in any of the cases until, obviously, the girls uh, managed to, managed to um, open it up and get some... Yeah, but um, the good news is after they made... Four Lives, which came out earlier this year, then they then BBC put the documentary back on that they'd made a few years ago about the whole case. And at the end of it, they added a bit on at the end. They said um, that there's been an, the investigation's been opened up, like the, the investigation into how the Met dealt with this case yeah. is being reopened because not one of the police officers that was investigating the case was um, suspended, punished. In any way, a lot of them were actually um, promoted, weren't they? Yeah, and they were so incompetent, and there was like sod all done about it. So yeah, on the back of that Four Lives TV show, there was a lot of like outrage and stuff. So they've they've reopened it and they're looking again into the failings of that um, of that procedure. Chris, you have to understand, right? There was in a close period of time, three young men found dead all in the same location, all sitting up that's it. In, in this cemetery. It's like... That's not, that's not death by misadventure, is it? And like, if, you, if they ran tox... Did they do toxicology reports, Stu? Like, oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're all dying of GHB. Yeah, so they... Yeah, exactly. exactly. They, don't, they wouldn't be going back to the same graveyard to die. Like, it's, it's mad I'm sure to if they'd examined that... the bodies properly, it would have shown yeah, they didn't crazy. die there anyway. Mm. They all died in the scat and then he covered them out with another deck. Mm. I'm sure, like... I'm sure there must be a process in in like forensics where yeah. they can tell whether the body, whether the person died there or was moved up. Yeah, there. I'm sure there is. Uh, they didn't do any of it. What um, what, what was it in a block yeah, of flats? Yeah, it was, he was more like him. a small. It was a small block, wasn't it? Like yeah, a, like most minutes. Yeah, like probably oh, gotcha. four. Gotcha. Block or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. You get a chance. Mm. Google. I mean, Google Stephen Paul. But like, but Google oh, Stephen well, Hawking playing him because oh, absolutely phenomenal. yeah, he's terrible, terrifying. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have a but, look at this. It's mad. Yeah, so Stephen, Stephen Paul is serving yeah. a whole life sentence that time. Fucking good. And did did they did they get like? I always find it interesting what you say, what you said earlier, Lauren, like about profiling and mind hunter goes into all of that. Um, did. Did he ever give a uh, motive? He to was a rapist, well, or just yeah, he was a bit special, wasn't he? Special needs. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, he he was basically a rapist. So uh, he was into dominance, so he wanted to dominate the fellas that come back to his flat, and because he's just feeding these drugs on those four occasions, mm. he gave them too much, and they accidentally OD'd. 
So he wasn't like um, Jeffrey Dahmer, for instance, he didn't want them to leave. Yeah. It wasn't that, because there was plenty more victims that come forward and yeah. said they were raped by him. Yeah. 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 Or they, oh, he was just so really like completely devoid of any compassion. Yeah. All, all he gave a shit about was himself. That's yeah. what he cares mm. about. Was his... Sociopath. He liked toy trains. Yeah, he collected some sort of toys, didn't he? Yeah, he collected toys. He collected uh, trucks and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he was born in South End, so actually like Essex through and through. Horrible, horrible, horrible. You found some really nice and horrible cases here. Um, that's so tragic, man. I don't know what, what, how many deviations in your life, how many like paths do you turn that you find yourself just actively raping people on, you know, and then, and then, and then also just drugging them and raping them and killing them and just being like, right, yeah, I, I will crack yeah, on and continue to do this. I just, it just makes your mind boggle. For you, Chris, we went to CrimeCon. Yeah, and we see Paul Britain and that, mm. didn't we? Mm. And it, apparently, you will cross a potential killer, not serial killer, but a potential killer, 10 times in your life. Four times. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Scroobius Pip <laughs> and his brother, there's two. You. <laughs> me. Uh, yeah, me. That's three. I mean, because we're all good mates. I mean, guess, Stu, that makes you a potential murderer. You're Can't a lifesaver, aren't you? You're more of a lover than a... <laughs> Jesus, mate. Yeah, exactly. I think Pip's brother's a serial killer. Not, He's not just done one. Like, he, and people have, people have paid him to do stuff like that. He's got a high kill rate, definitely. He's going to eat me. I've always yeah, said there's a list, and I've always known that. Like, I'm probably on there, but I know that you're way above me on that list. I'm gonna walk into a room one day, and it's just gonna be covered in plastic, and I'm just gonna be like, oh, that ends. Yeah. "Guess Hello, it's Ian. guess it's today." Yeah. Where are <laughs> Ian? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> what, what will I be served with? <laughs> New potatoes? <laughs> you fucking savage! <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Wow. <coughs> right, we've got, number we've one, got, ladies? We do a joke line for number one, yep. otherwise we'll be here for like all afternoon. We picked um, Andrew Cunanan, <laughs> yep. who's better known as the Versace Killer. Oh, yeah. This is, don't I don't know a lot about this. You need to watch yeah. some television to and come fair, off a YouTube. I didn't know Chris. anything about him. I just knew that I thought... Versace got killed by a fan. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what we all thought. Until you see this mm. program. Yeah, mm. American Crime Story. Oh, it is. I've got goosebumps. It is absolutely intriguing, isn't it, to say the least? It's such a big story. And all you ever hear is, oh, some fella walked up to Gianni Versace and shot him. And that's it. And, yeah. that, and that's it. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God, that was the end of a massive killing spree. You just don't know. They didn't rip. So it kind of ties back what? a little bit to Stephen Paul because it, yeah. it sounds like in the States they take gay crime as seriously as they did over here in London. Yeah. I.e. not a fucking talk. In the 80s yeah. as well. As so. No, no, this is the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Oh, 90s, sorry. It was the 90s. Yeah, but see, you're right, though. It is 20 years mm. before Stephen Paul. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's and like... in California. <laughs> yeah. Again. <clears throat> yes. Again. So he, so he was well, a serial killer he's himself a then. Spree killer, spree killer. But yeah, basically the same. Spree killer. What's the difference? 
Spree's like just in a very yeah, short period of time. Just let your hair down. Was, and uh, yeah, Something yeah. must probably happen to make him, he wasn't like yeah. looking to do it. He accidentally, maybe. The definition of a serial killer is someone who kills and then goes back to their normal life for a period yeah. of time and then kills and yeah. goes back to their pit. Okay. So whereas a spree killer, he's just one of a bit of a... Yeah. On a yeah. rampage, basically, yeah. Get ya. Yeah. That's that's crazy. So how many people but, but, did he kill? Oh, sorry, sure. It was the way that he killed them, though, as well. Like, you know, he had like a, a multitude of sort of different sort of personalities, yeah. really, didn't he? He would sort of like find, yeah, he'd, he'd put himself in like a role. He'd, he'd kind of also, he was trying to well, make out he, he was, was wealthy, known wasn't throughout he? Throughout his childhood, right up until this, as a really big liar. He would lie about anything and everything, but especially gotcha. about his yeah. wealth. And that becomes across because yeah. his dad lost. Didn't he? he got done for embezzlement. Yeah, his dad was a stockbroker, so, so he did gotcha. start life as a wealthy yeah. rich boy, kind of Ivy League yeah. person. But then they lost it all, didn't they? They lost everything, and yeah, but he was known even as a kid to really lie about <laughs> shit. Yeah, so yeah. Big whoppers. But again, another really, really intelligent mm-hmm. IQ one four seven. Yeah, highly intelligent fella. Yeah, but couldn't stop lying. Just couldn't stop. That's because they. I think they just become to the point where they're just so deluded. They really don't. The moment they say it, it's yeah. pretty much fact at that point. It's difficult to. I think it's difficult to see it as some. For people who aren't like that, which is most of us, I think it's difficult to really realise how their mm. brain works. Because for us, you just couldn't really. You couldn't do that. I mean, we. I'll speak only for myself. I've told lies and um, I still do love it. Really, but. I know, I know that most of it's bullshit. Do you know what I mean? But like, I think for some people, uh, my, uh, a friend. Thanks for uh, breaking down what well, well, is. Mark, Mark, bullshit is it? <laughs> my mate Mark, my mate Mark said he worked with a compulsive liar for a while, and uh, he's now a, he's, he's now a policeman. Would you believe? And um, and and Mark said he couldn't believe like how bad this 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 person he worked with uh, lied, and to the point where. Him and the guy would witness an event uh, on the way into work because they shared a car. And then the guy would get to work and he would retell <laughs> a completely different story of the event and would be looking at Mark going, weren't it, Mark? Weren't it? And Mark was like, no. That's that's literally none of that happened. Like He'd literally introduce characters into this event that weren't there. He would say things that he yeah. said that he didn't say. And he would look at Mark... And Mark would say, it didn't look like he was trying to get me to come along for a jokey ride. It just looked like, as usual, he was lying his fucking face off. It's like, yeah. that's terrifying, isn't it? When you... He's not a coppering dagger, is he? He's got a lot of diamonds <laughs> in his pockets. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Well, the his lies were a means to an end because he put himself around as a gigolo. Yeah. He didn't want to work, but he wanted to be was addicted to the high life. Yeah. So he created a persona of mm. wealth. Like that, he had all these businesses yeah. on the go, mm. and that he said he used to say things like, "Oh, my mum goes to um, goes to spa days with Debbie Harry, and I'm best friends with Madonna when I go back east." Blah blah. He, used, he created this whole persona mm. of probably, yeah. Probably how his life would have turned out if his dad Eddie, hadn't yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So mm. his lies were to G 
generate those sort of friends to be surrounded by really, really wealthy people that he could console, basically. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, he just tried to find himself, didn't he, a sugar daddy that yeah. would give him this lifestyle. Yeah, so he was a, he was a gigolo for like a gay gigolo for elderly gay men mm -hmm. and they used to like he had some that was showering with money allowance cars mm -hmm. clothing you name it and he lapped it up took full advantage didn't they yeah. he just took the piss out of more elderly more el being going for elderly guys they probably can't like destroy you as much as a young man do you know what I mean that's who I'd what go for old blokes I think <laughs> I think <laughs> Your back door, basically. Um, they won't have as much. They won't have as much energy. No, exactly. Yeah, they probably um, like, want to take it a bit easier. Yeah. Thought, so. But yeah, no, he just took the out of piss out of them, didn't they? Yeah, I think he maxed out all the credit cards and yeah, just took it for yeah, well, that what was, it was. Yeah, yeah, so he was just he was only like twenty, twenty three or something mm -hmm. like that. Really, really young. Yeah, oh yeah, really God, young. Really? When, he, when he eventually went on the killing spree, he was 27, wasn't he? Yeah. So he was a very young man, handsome, obviously well uh, educated, bright, good company. Yeah, very and charismatic, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, so the sort of belly you'd want in your arm if you're an elderly gay bloke who just wants a bit of arm candy. What? Uh, oh, sorry, go on. Am shoot. I right in saying that? I was just going to say, does Archie's family deny them meeting? However, there's been a load of witnesses. Mm. They met once. Um, Versace was dining outfits for an opera where Andrew was, and they met very vaguely, but there are witnesses to it. However, the Versace's mm. family categorically deny it and said, no, he was just a fan. So that's how we all know mm. that it was a fan shooting, but it wasn't. They had actually met. Yeah, but they hadn't deleted anything, had they? No, but he wow. started his obsession with Versace because I they they make you believe in this as well, don't they? Mm. That he wanted a relationship. He wanted to be like Versace's sugar baby, but yeah. it didn't go to plan. Versace had a partner and he was really happy with him. And I, I believe that had some sort of play because he didn't get his own way and he couldn't manipulate the situation. Yeah. He did try. Hmm. So, so, so the killing spree was, uh, it was targeted. Although he killed people in a row, he didn't go back to his normal life. He kind of, uh, he knew I who he wanted to kill. It weren't an randoms, accident, or... wasn't it? Well, the first one, one of one of his friends, Jeffrey. Um, so yeah, this yeah. was this was in uh, ninety seven, wasn't it? Yeah, all in the same year. So, yeah, yeah, ninety seven. Um, yeah, that was with a hammer. So he went. Um, Go. He flew somewhere. I can't remember it was now. Mm. Um, to one of his one of his old lovers who um had this loft apartment. He's an architect, and he was literally like on his uppers. He had no money at all. Maxed everything out because his um sugar daddy dumped him. So he thought, I'll go and tap up my old lover. This uh, fellow is an architect, and this architect guy was like, I don't want to get back with you, but I'll help you out to see you need some help. Anyway, he had this other friend called Jeff. Jeff come over and um. Andrew just like murdered him with a hammer, beaten to death with this hammer. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. that's that's really that savage, was, um, isn't it? That's very yeah. brutal. David's house, wasn't it? Yeah. David, David was the um, architect, architect yeah. and I think he just wouldn't let him go, so he murdered Jeffrey right in front of David. 
and then he wouldn't let him out, would he? No. I, I remember in the show, like, yeah. he was like, can I just go and walk the dog? Yeah. And he just wouldn't let him out. No. Obviously, he thought he'd go and tell the police. And yeah. Was, like, my, one of my friends was killed, one of my other friends was like, smashed yeah. his head in with a hammer. Jesus Christ. Did he let him go? Or did he murder that guy as well? Yeah, he ended up shooting, murdering, murdering him as well. Mm. So that was his second victim. But I don't think, again, that was that wasn't his intended victim, but because he had seen, obviously, what he had just done, he couldn't let him go. So this is when the spree no. starts, isn't it? No. Yeah, so she, he shot him. Uh, so then he goes on, doesn't he? Where does he go next? He goes on to... Lee Migley, which is the elderly fellow, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's a real estate developer. And he nicked his car, didn't he? I'm not sure about that. That one. Because am I right that he was... Yeah. That yeah, elderly he, gentleman was married, wasn't he? Did. Yeah, the wife didn't believe that he was gay, was yeah. he? Um, even, yeah. Mm. And then um, right. something went on and he bound his hands and legs, stabbed him with a screwdriver over 20 times, then slit his throat with a hacksaw. Horrific. Oh yeah, and then he God. Just him and then... This guy's a real... Yep. He's, he's a savage, yep. savage and human being, this person. Car. Just to get away. Yeah. That's mad. Sometimes when I hear these stories, I think this 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 life must be a computer game because people really can't really actually do this to each other, can they? Like I, honestly, sometimes I just think this can't be real life because you hear about these things and you think that's so that's so mad. I think you ladies would really enjoy the Mister Mister Borland uh, podcast. He does some honestly. He's he's pretty he's pretty cool. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Chris, you would really enjoy that TV I'm show. I'm going to. I'll check it out. Molly, yeah. I might get Molly, me and Molly to watch it. The actor that plays him. It'll blow, yeah, it'll blow your mind amazing. how much there is yeah. to the case. Yeah. Oh, thank it's you so much. It's made by the same uh, yeah. show that mm. done the O.J. Simpson gotcha. uh, yeah, series. Crime Story. It's really, by Ryan really Murphy. Right. He makes all the American horror stories up. Angley and all that. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes right. on to shoot a William Reese. And then goes on to show. He was the uh, caretaker at the cemetery, wasn't he? I think yeah. that was just like, I can't remember exactly why he killed him, but it wasn't anything to do with no. games. I think it no. was just to get away. Yeah. And then he goes on at uh, 8.45 on July 15th. He was shot. At, he goes on to shoot Gianni Versace on the doorstep of his Miami mansion. Mm. He was shot in the back of the head and the left cheek. And a witness saw him, chased him, but couldn't catch him. So then that's when he goes on the run. And he goes on the run for how many days? He goes to eight, eight days, days, doesn't he? Yeah. Eight days. Hard, hard and then ends up killing himself, shooting himself in the head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did. Right. So he was uh, never reprimanded for what he did, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's eight days. Yeah, 15th that he killed him and the 23rd that he, yeah, yeah. So eight days later. He must have realised when it was closing in, really. yeah. he didn't want to go be taken alive. Yeah. It's so crazy that, like, you know, as you touched on at the beginning, that, you know, in the UK, yeah. we just heard that Versace had been shot, you know, by this super fan. And it's like, you have no idea that it was, you know, so much more to it than that. And that he was, you know, clearly a psychopath that had, you know, that had been on this killing spree, like, before, you know, way before the, the, 
this thing. It's it's unbelievable. It's such a mad thing that, like, for some reason in the UK and throughout TV show, no one really ever mentioned it other than, I guess, because Versace's so high profile. But because he was so high profile, you, I'm surprised that we wasn't privy to the the the, 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 yeah. the backstory because it's. Me and Kevin say this all the time. We don't understand how certain crimes get such high press to others because there's so many me and you obscure ones yeah. that we was like, why didn't this get the press that others do? Yeah. That others do? We cannot work out. Just, I, I always thought that Las Vegas mm-hmm, yeah, shooting was a bit weird. Yeah. Like, do you do you ever remember that? Like that, like that, that when like they they you saw the photos of the room and he had armed mm-hmm. assault rifles all around it yeah. and he was shooting into a crowd. And it was like, one day it was like, this mass shooting's happened. The next day it was like, Birds no one was talking oh, about yeah, it. No, I always just found that was very that's strange. That's because yeah. in Vegas, and Vegas wanted to shut down all the negative publicity. That's why, that's why that was. It was right, the there, we go. there we go. There we go, Yeah, that's why that's the next exactly day why. all the parties were open again. Everything was business as usual, because it's Vegas. That's why. Uh, it's money, it's the main thing. But the odd thing is why that guy did that. That's mm. a really, really good one. Mm. We'll cover that case, because that's a really... Yeah, he had oh, wow. fuck all reason to do what he done, and it's one of them where you think, mm, is it conspiracy? Wow. Did he think he was doing it on command? Yeah, so yeah, it's a someone. really interesting yeah. one that is. But yeah. you're right, it came and went in a flash. But a lot of these times, I do think. Well, it happens in America. We're all English, the... so we get more coverage of English news, don't we? Than over in the states. If it was yeah. in America, we probably would be more aware of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, say. We get more, yeah. Because all the profiling on him, he just was everything uh, a, a killer isn't. It, I think all the profiling on that uh, shooter yeah. was like, he's just not that person. It was, it was quite quite interesting. But just before we start to sort of wrap, um, I want to just touch on uh, the, the podcast a little bit more and, and talking about how we don't get sort of privy to some of these big sort of cases in, in, in the States. And the one that um, really blew my mind was the... Uh, it's Israel Keys, isn't it? it? Was the, yeah, the guy the that kit. had the the murder kits, right? The kill kits. I mean, have you heard of yeah, this? Yeah. Um, well, is the person who had them all around the states, he had little yeah. kill kits. Yeah, I've heard of this once. This is mad, though. Yeah, go on. Crazy. Yeah, just just like to, to to sort of plug that episode to people because I didn't know anything about him, and yeah, just give people a sort of taste of what what he done, and you know, don't give away. So too he's much my favourite one, isn't he, Carol? <laughs> we don't like to say favourite, but yeah, he's the scariest one to me because he had no mo, did he? It was all circumstantial. He would have a kill, uh, kill kit that's right. in a safe, and if circumstances were just right, that's it. You're his target. You wouldn't know he, he was his victim. He wouldn't know he was his victim until that split second. He'd done um, a couple, didn't they? Because mm-hmm. they had a garage and didn't have a dog. That's why. And the, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. He's just not a pleasant guy. He's uh, he got away yeah. with. He was always in control. Quite a control freak, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he dictated how and when, wasn't it? Things were going to go down even to the end, really. Yeah. Eventually, he actually took his own life. That's how much controlling. It was. Yeah. But we still don't know how many victims. There's so, speculation that it was 11, but they don't know. Yeah, they just don't know how yeah. many victims. I, I think uh, they pinned three on him, didn't they? Yeah. But he killed himself before the trial. So, yeah. Um, he... Wasn't one a, uh, a, a girl who was working at a coffee shack or something like that? 
And yeah. what, what he did with that yeah. was like, it's just videos, dark, but it's uh, fascinating. Really, yeah. But it's, it's fucking watched sad. Watched a CCTV of that. It mm. got huge. Yeah, he's oh, so scary. Yeah, I didn't know. Mm. Um, yeah, and what's, what, what I think about quite a lot is how many kill kids are still sitting out now that we don't know about. They're just sitting now that he's left. Yeah. And so on the episode, do you sort of explain we what we're doing? Well? <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Wonderful. There's things Wonderful. like cable ties, well, gags, blindfolds. What else to measure? Yeah. I've got all that under my bed. I ain't going to go killing anyone. <laughs> yeah. Plus maybe some liquid drains. Oh, well, look, um, thanks loads for coming on, uh, ladies. And if people want to check yeah. out the podcast, it's Blue Murder Club, right? And you yeah. can get it Blue wherever Murder you Club get your podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I've got, well, I've heard some crazy ones. Thank so thanks, girls, for coming on. <laughs> and so if people want to go and find that podcast, if you can't uh, find it wherever you get your podcast, head over to our socials because we, we, we'll, uh, we'll take Share the podcast it. in all of our posts so you can just click it and... Uh, and head over to their link tree in their bio. For sure. Thanks again, girls. Uh, we'll be back next time, Christopher Glasson. In the meantime, if you need uh, a big fix of hardcore listing, then head over to Patreon because there's two episodes every week, two videos every week. There's our new little news segment videos that are going up. There's radio shows, all sorts of stuff, and you can get that at Patreon for, is it $10 About $10 a month, a month. isn't it? Yeah, about $10 So, a month. yeah, works out about two quid a week uh, and so yep if you can if you can spare that then come over there because there is a huge bundle of stuff waiting yes. for you and a massive back catalogue of 400 plus episodes um yeah lovely i guess we're done right thank you Been thank a pleasure you. thank you Bye. Bye. it's a drunken soiree in the within Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.